When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Palmerbet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand-new racing app for same-race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Big talk, big opinions, the panel. Well, it's panel time to, and uh, it's uh, Lavina Good this morning. I always look forward to talking to Lavina Good. David Long will join us uh, as well. Uh, Lavina, let's uh, start on a slightly emotive issue, which is not on the schedule of uh, topics that we talked, uh, we sent you this morning. <clears throat> but I would imagine you've uh, had a cursory glance at the story about young Caitlin Moran, who is the NRLW star, which plays for the Newcastle Knights uh, women's team, and has been banned for a social media post following the death of the Queen. And uh, also she has uh, copped a 25% um, deduction from her salary. Are you over this story? This is quite bizarre. Yeah, it's crazy for me. I think, you know, rugby league is a, a very, very funny world sometimes. Smitty, I'm so excited about the finals happening, but you've got a player by the name of Mitch Moses that's just been knocked out and probably shouldn't play rugby league for the next six months that will play against the Raiders tomorrow night. And then you've got an NRL uh, female player that puts something on social media that cops a ban and a fine and also has to pay money because something that she did in the realms of her own private property. And I, I just think it's a crazy world and there's no consistency with decisions like that. And, you know, if, I, if you check out some social media posts that some of the NRL male players have put on over the years, there could be plenty of fines settled and sent out that way. So I think it's unfair and not just. And, you know, they're trying to uh, put her on a, a pedestal and drag her right down as an example. And it just seems ridiculous to me. There's no consistency with decisions like that. And I, and I feel for her. I really do. And the other thing it does, Smitty, which is really interesting, it draws attention to the social media post. And isn't it meant to do the opposite? Like if they're displeased with it, they have a private conversation and say, you shouldn't have done that. We don't appreciate it. It's bringing the sport into disrepute. I mean, it's not like she's playing with puppy dogs at four o'clock in the morning after a grand final on her lap. She's not doing that, that's for sure. But the discussion could have been had with her privately. But instead... Uh, the media are involved and now everyone wants to check out the social media posts and it actually works in opposite to what they would hope to achieve. So, yeah, very very much a lack of consistency and I'm not surprised because that is the world of rugby league sometimes to me. Well, we'll come back to uh, rugby league in a, in a second, uh, Lavina, but uh, it's a good morning to uh, David Long. And, David, Thursday night, uh, the All Blacks against the Wallabies, uh, it's a bit hard to get your head around that in terms of timing. What are you expecting tonight? Yeah, hi there. Um, yeah, I, I expected a pretty close contest, really. I mean, uh, no idea who's going to win, really. I mean, logic sort of says you always you always pick the All Blacks when they're playing the Wallabies, but um, 
such as been the rugby championship this year that I don't think you can really sort of um, you know pick any side with any confidence because everybody's so so up and up and down really. But I, I imagine it's going to be pretty physical and um, um, you know pretty intense battle in the forwards. But the winner, I, I, I don't, I, I think anyone's guessing if they really sort of strongly pick the All Blacks. Okay, uh, Lavina, are you confident about tonight? I'm really looking forward to it. I know that much. Um, I mean, I know the pressure's obviously on the All Blacks to put the back-to-back wins together. I mean, it's crazy to think that two weeks ago we are all saying get rid of Fozzie and then the whole country wanted him gone and then all of a sudden you beat Argentina by 50 points and all is forgiven. <laughs> but I'm sure in the back of his mind what he really, really needs is consistent performances. And, and it'll be played in Australia. The odds are looking pretty good for the All Blacks with the victory. But, you know, Dave Rennie has made those eight changes, including bringing in Bernard Foley, who's 33 years of age and hasn't been part of this this Australian Wallabies realm for almost three years. So there's the unknown coming from the Wallabies. The back line's looking pretty average, but I like what they've done with the Rebels' Lucies. They're, they're really good ball carriers, and that might confuse mm. the All Blacks um, a little bit. But I wouldn't be surprised if, if the All Blacks did put in those back-to-back victories because Australia did not impress me at all against South Africa. I don't think they've got what it takes to take down... Um, a New Zealand side, either if it's at the top of its game or not. But I feel for Fozzie, and I feel as though if they could put those back-to-back wins together, it might silence those critics a little bit. I know he's got the backing of the rugby union. He certainly does not, at this stage, have the backing of the country, and a victory against the Wallabies would certainly help with that backing and support for him. Well, I'm quite confident uh, that uh, I think the All Blacks will get it done and and get it done reasonably well tonight as well. But, uh, David, I wish I was as confident... Uh, when New Zealand cricket team fronted up against um, Australia, I'm sorry, I've lost all confidence now, and it doesn't matter where, whether it's in New Zealand or Australia, we can't beat them. No, that's right. Yeah, I, I mean, obviously, you know, Hilo cricket hell of a lot more than me, but I just wondered. It seems to be that a while that sort of um, uh, the Black Caps have been in a bit of a lull. You know, they have they have the odds win, but it, it seems to be for. Um, you know, I think back to the um, the Test series this year against England, where it was. It was, um, you know, they lost that. It's, it's been a while now. since I mean, was the last series when you come away from it and thinking, how fantastic was that from the Black Caps? I'm not sure. Mm. Was probably the T20 World Cup where we made the final, but got beaten by Australia. Yeah. Um, you know, I, and I, I yeah. get where you're coming from there. Uh, David, it's been a long, long time for a side that is supposedly rated number one in the world. And, and, and they keep saying that we're the number one team in the world. I can't see that. I just don't see that. Yeah, that's right. I mean, uh, oh, sorry, go on. No, no, sorry, Dave. I just wanted to quickly pipe in. They need to develop a bit of mongrel. That's what the Black Caps need. They need some mongrel. Mm. They need to be considered as one of the fiercest teams in the world, not just number one as Mr. Nice Guy. Like some mongrel, you know? And if you're going to play a match against Australia over a few a few matches and no one's going to score 50 runs, it's not going to win. Trent Holt was outstanding. He's an old on the boy. It was great to see him, but he was standing alone. Someone has to come in, and it would have been great if McCullen could have done it, come in and develop some mongrel in that side. You know, if you want to be the best, then um, be the fiery best. Be the ones that develop and earn respect through the way you're putting in performances. Don't be the softies, because that, that doesn't cut with me anymore. I, I, need, I need more from the Black Caps, and I expect more from the Black Caps. Well, Lavina, actually, um, that brings me to a good point because he may well be in uh, the next-door neighbour uh, to you. You're, you obviously live on the Golden Mile there in the Mount, but I would be thinking that um, 
people are starting to look at Kane Williamson and saying there's not a lot of mongrel about Kane. Do we need perhaps a change of leadership? I'm, I'm pleased with Kane Williamson's leadership. I think he has earned so much respect from his players. And as you know, Smitty, a leader is only as good as their followers. And, and he has followers. I don't have any um, area of concern with his uh, leadership. But I would like to see some some form of area of confidence coming into the, the Black Caps um, culture. Whereas, you know, they were named as number one team in the world. They can go over to the West Indies and, and play remarkably well and... You know, we know what they're capable of. They just need to have more faith within what they can do. I'm happy with um, Payne Williamson. And I know a lot of people and critics are saying he's becoming, I don't like to use the term boring, but almost a predictable player. But he'll stay at the crease if you need him to. And he can score those runs, which is great. And he has the respect of the players. I don't think it's through his leadership. I think it's through the whole culture of the whole team. And someone has to come in. It doesn't have to be a new skipper. But someone has to come in and say, let's get a bit spicy. Let's start backing ourselves and prove to the world why we could be considered number one in the world. And if we're going to do it, let's do it impressively. I need to see more of that from the Black Caps. Cool. Okay, Lavina Good is with us this morning. So is David Long. We'll take a short uh, break for the news. And when we come back, uh, there's uh, Super Rugby to talk about. Can Japan save it? Uh, the NRL finals coming up uh, and a little bit about Pukekohe Park as well. More to come here on the panel very shortly. Big talk, big opinions, the panel. Lavina Good is with us this morning and uh, David Long is as well. And David, you wrote an article about uh, Pukekohe Park. Uh, quite a sad weekend in, in terms of reflections of great motor racing action. But uh, at the end of the day, everyone walked away from it for the last time. Yeah, they did. I mean, they all walked away with a smile on their faces thanks to an incredible finish from Shane Van Gisbergen. But, um, you know, with no real idea about where where supercars go from here. Um, Auckland Unlimited, which is part of the Auckland Council, which paid $1.7 million for, for the event to happen this year, um, they're not saying anything. Um, supercars, they're not saying anything other than they want it here. And we really were left with a lot of question marks about where supercars go in New Zealand from here. There's clearly the demand for it. Uh, the fact that it's sold out um, um, for, for, for this weekend's, for last weekend's shows that, you know, you, you can have a big crowd. But the problem is there's there's not really many places in New Zealand where you can hold, host a big crowd of 50 or 1,000 people for, for supercars. I mean, Hampton Downs does seem logical, but it's it's small and it hasn't got the um, space around it. And uh, interesting that Shane Van Gisborne said, we're a Puna which, um, you know, has got the population being in Christchurch, but uh, it would lead an awful lot of work and an awful lot of money on it to get it up to sort of standards to hold a supercar. Mm, interesting. I don't think they could do that within the space of a year. It, it's sad, though, uh, Lavina, to lose uh, an icon like that. Yeah, and just like David mentioned, I mean, it's sold out for the weekend and you have to say for the final time, hide it up, you know. I think that is, is quite sad that the support is there, but... You know, we just don't have enough tracks anywhere else to, you know, make sure that the facilities are appropriate. I, I thought Hampton Downs would be a shoe in as well, but you can't get those numbers there. And it, it was interesting that Shane Ben Gizzi came out and, and, and backed um, Ruapuna in Otovtahi. 
Um, he said it's great racing there, but the facilities aren't good enough. So when you say in, invest money into making those facilities acceptable and up to date, you're looking at tens of millions of dollars. And I don't know if you've heard, but they're trying to come up with some coin to build a stadium in Christchurch at the moment. I don't know if any yeah. of the ratepayers there would feel too comfortable about a racetrack anywhere soon. <laughs> I, I, I totally, I totally agree with you. I totally agree. I think that. All that uh, commitment is aimed in one direction at the moment, finally, finally. Um, Lavina, I was in Australia at the weekend and I, I was pretty close to uh, watching the, uh, the, the, the commentators commentate the Roosters, the Rabbitohs. What a game of rugby league that was. Yeah, sensational. Final footy is just remarkable. I was actually in Sydney at the weekend as well, Smitty, so I caught um, lots of commentary in action and, and, and plenty of footy, but it just takes it to the to the next level and um, we wait 26 weeks of you know either supporting your team and what I, what I do love about the NRL is that even if your team isn't playing very well the product is that good the quality of rugby league is that impressive that when it comes to the end of the season it doesn't really matter who you follow when you're watching games like that which was absolutely outstanding so it's getting down to the business end of the competition it's do or die on um, Friday night for the Eels and Raiders and You've also got the bunnies and the sharkies on Saturday night. You have to win and go through, or that is the end of your season. So whether or not you're a fan of those four teams, it doesn't matter because the quality of rugby league will be absolutely outstanding. And it's difficult to pick winners at this stage who will go through. I mean, who would have thought the Raiders would beat the Melbourne Storm? No one would have guessed that mm. five or six weeks ago. Now the Raiders have won five games in a row and have an opportunity to topple the Eels, especially if they can't seem to field Mitch Moses, who looked as though he wouldn't be playing rugby league for a very long time. But apparently he's seen a private doctor, Smitty, and he had a question session with that private doctor, which was very, very honest. And they asked him, have you had any headaches? And he said, no. And then they said to him, do you remember what happened? And he said, yes. And apparently that's good enough in the NRL to get the tech to play for the Eels. And the Eels need him to play. If he doesn't mm. play, they will definitely lose against the Raiders. But I, I just tell you, if it was round two of the competition and it was the Newcastle Knights, you know, versus another side in the competition like the Titans, that certain player wouldn't be playing for four weeks, I guarantee it. David Long, can you pick a winner at this point out in the NRL? Because uh, I, I saw uh, the influence that Nathan Cleary can have on a game the other night. He was simply outstanding for the Panthers. Um, is, it as, is it as easy as just saying the Panthers or not? I really think it is. I think the, going into the finals, though, the, I thought the only team that I thought could, could possibly challenge them is the Roosters, although they, they would have had to come the long way. Um, you know, by not being in, finishing in the top four. But I think it just, you know, the Cowboys have had a great season. It's, they've, they've looked very good. It's been an impressive um, turnaround from the team. But I, I still don't think there's daylight between the Panthers and everybody else in the NRL this year. And, um, you know, I think for the first time for a while, we're going to see someone go, go back, back in the NRL. Speaking of uh, rugby league, uh, Lavina, I, I see... Uh, one of the new recruits uh, coming back, Chance uh, Nicole Clockstad, is uh, aiming to turn the Warriors around into title contenders next year. Um, that's interesting. Nice positive talk. Yeah, nice positive talk at the end of the season with the Warriors not making it into the top, top half of the competition to go through to the semis. I mean, I, I love Nicole Clockstad. He He's a Warriors junior. And he was good enough to play first grade, but ahead of him he had Roger Tuovasashek and Fusatua and Kenny Mamalo. So he just struggled to get that opportunity to get game time. So he takes off to the Raiders and 
you know, all of a sudden he finds himself 73 games in for the Raiders, plays in the 2019 Grand Final, which I think they lost to the Roosters, but um, he played in that Grand Final, and he's just become a new player. He's still only 27 years of age. I, I actually think he has a lot to offer. To be to be brutally honest with you, Smitty, if, if I had a choice between him and Reese Walsh, I would pick Nicol Coxon. I like what he can do... Um, around the ball and also I like what he does for the players surrounding him. He's not an individual player. He's more a team player and he's definitely learnt that at the Raiders and it's something for the Warriors fans to get excited about. I mean, he, they'll sign him up and I think Tamati Martin um, will come along next year, Dylan Walker as well as Neil Corday and Mitch Barnett. So some pretty impressive signings but I tell you what, if the Warriors could come up with some money... Um, any any money whatsoever. If they could speak anyone put a million bucks in the back of their pocket, they should be tapping on Joseph Tuppany's door, who's the forward for the Raiders. He ran 200 metres last week with six tackle busts. His contract mm. is up at the end of 2023. He's a Kiwi international, and at this stage of the competition, probably the best forward playing so far in the NRL. So it would be lovely if the Warriors uh, recruitment officers are thinking in the back of their mind, where can they find some coin for Joseph Tuppany? Because the Warriors have always missed out on that back roller that can run 200 yards, make 45 tackles and six tackle busts and win grand finals. So find some money for him, and uh, I'm sure he will help Nickel Klopstad with a 2023 season for the Warriors to give the fans something to get excited about. Yeah, I'm excited already hearing you talk about it. Um, but I'm easily led. I'm very easily led, uh, Lavina. Uh, hey, David. Hey, yes. Just quickly, going back to the Panthers thing. It's interesting that everyone's tipping the Panthers to win the grand final on the back of the performance against the Eels last week. I, I don't doubt them. And Nathan Cleary is in sensational form. But I'm still bitter that his final performance in that state of origin match playing for New South Wales where they lost to Billy Slater's Queensland team. And what the opposition did was smother him. Now, we all know... He has so much time. He's the best player in the competition. He reads it better than anyone else. But if you want to shut the Panthers down, you've got to shut down Nathan Cleary. And not just with the ball in his hand, you've got to shut down his kicking game as well. And if any team manages to do that and rattle him, which is what Queensland did, Billy Slater told all of his players, shut down Cleary, will win the game. If there's anyone out there that can tell their team to shut down Cleary against the Panthers, there's a chance that some other teams can have a crack at winning a premiership this year. They've got to shut him down early in the match. OK, uh, that's the answer to beating the Panthers. Uh, David Long, uh, just uh, finally, uh, Super Rugby, and it looks like Japan want to try and play peacemaker between Australia and New Zealand uh, for the future of the competition. Yeah, this idea seems as crazy as the the idea that's going on in England about having a North Free South Premier League match. Um, you know, we saw it didn't work with the Sunwolves when they went Super Rugby a few years ago. There's, I don't think there's... Um, you're not going to chuck people to come to games in New Zealand or, or Australia after playing against Japanese sides, really. That's, that's, that's the bottom line. And, and they're talking about to do having a sort of a conference or, or games after after the Japanese finishes is end of May. Well, we you know, we play test matches in, in June in New Zealand. Uh, and and then I just have small conferences before that. It, 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 for so many reasons, it doesn't work. And I just I don't think there's any appetite at all for uh, a Japanese uh, Japanese teams in the Super Rugby. And to be honest, it's, it's, Super Rugby has been messed around with, 
with so many times over the years. You know, how do you even look at these days how many titles the Crusaders won or how many of the Blues have won where there's been different competitions? You know, there's been, I think it really needs just to settle down for a very long time and just be an Australian and New Zealand competition because that's what that's what that's the core of it and that's what people in New Zealand want to see. They want to see the New Zealand teams go up against the other New Zealand teams and the likes of the Reds and the Waratahs and the Brumbies, not against teams you know people, people don't really care about or know many players in that team. David Long, thank you very much for your contribution this morning and uh, Lavina Good as well. Always enjoy talking uh, with you. Uh, we'll have another panel tomorrow morning. Around about the same time, it is 10.44 here on SENZ. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.